here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Hello and welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold and as always I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing? First ever week 18. We're here. We made it. No Thursday games for a change. And uh, man, we got what? Two games on Saturday and the rest on Sunday. It's going to be crazy this week. Playoff implications. I mean, most of the playoff spots have already been accounted for, but there is going to be some uh, shakeup potential in the seeding here. So it's going to be a definitely an interesting week. This is maybe the weirdest board I've ever seen. I cannot wait to gamble on it. I have already made some very interesting bets that I would have not made during the first 17 weeks of the season. Uh, <laughs> we have some We have some real, I mean, talk about some ugly games. We have some absolute puke fests. Uh, a lot of teams that are going to be sitting a lot of guys. So exciting stuff to talk about. We're, so this is the betting preview. This is the Wednesday show. The Friday show, we're going to have a lot more information about who's starting, who's sitting. So yeah. make sure to tune back in for that. But I wanted to give you guys our initial reason. We're not going to lead you, uh, lead you astray early in the week. Tell you where we're making our bets. Um, all right. Before we get into the week 18 action, that still says that is uh, very odd to say. Uh, let's talk yeah. about some champions around business. You already got some swag on. I got some swag behind me. We got a lot of swag on the champions round this week and heading into the NFL playoffs. So let's start off with. Gambling with gold, key phrase, bad moon rising, R-I-S-O-N. We were giving away two Andre Risen items. Uh, so go ahead and DM us that at Champions Round, Twitter, Instagram, or comment on here for your chance to win one of those. We have three seven-six contests going on this week, one on Saturday, one that's all about the playoffs that you can enter until Sunday, and then one for Sunday night football, Raiders and Chargers, a game that we will talk about a lot at the end of the podcast. Then we have a... Boost ball for round four for the playoffs. That's going on right now. And a snake draft for the playoffs. Those are both. Uh, you can enter those right now. We are giving away a Peyton Manning signed photograph and an Amari Cooper signed full-size Cowboys helmet for ending those contests and DMing us, especially if you create it one, create a snake draft, invite six of your buddies to join that for the NFL playoffs. You're eligible to win both of those prizes. That's it. That's all I got. I'm sure there's a lot more coming down the Champions Round Pipeline on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure you follow us for more information on that. All right, let's start with Saturday afternoon football. Don't know why they put this game here. I'm all about it. <laughs> I love Saturday gambling. Why not? Uh, let's start off with Kansas City minus 10 and a half at Denver. Total 45. Drew Locke is starting. Teddy B is on the IR. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs have a chance to clinch the one seed if the Tennessee Titans lose at Houston. Kansas City, even if they if uh, Tennessee does win, they will have the number two seed if they win this game, something that you're probably going to want at some point. So what do we think of Dan? Ten points. It's uh, it's a lot. But, you know, with the, the Chiefs at least having something to play for, I feel like I can rally behind them a little bit. This would be the bounce back game after getting just absolutely dominated by the uh, Bengals the week prior. So I think this is a good buyback spot. I mean, we're fading Drew Locke. Um, I think that's always been a pretty profitable angle there. So uh, with this team, uh, I think that they're going to want to at least get some rhythm going into the playoffs. If they do win this game and they get that by, they are going to have that week off. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a nice way to uh, close out the season here with a victory against a home against a, against a division rival here. Um, so I, I like the chiefs here. It's a lot of points, but um, I'm going to lay it with them. So there is this thing where you're supposed to bet against the teams that need to win and in or that right. have a reason to win and play in the last week of the regular season, usually week 17, now week 18. So my initial lean is Denver, but that was with Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke, we have continued to bet against him, and it has been mucho profitable. He is perhaps one of the worst quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. He is terrible. I actually have an interesting uh, angle on this game. I like the team total for Denver under 16 and a half points. Seems like in the market mm. that people are going to fade that bet because, oh, I'm not getting 17 points, whatever. I don't know if there's a chance that they sniff 10 in this game. Between all the Corona issues in Denver, Drew Locke there, I don't think that they're going to push Melvin Gordon in this one. Why would they bring back Jerry Judy? What are they trying to prove? Kansas City's right. defense, I know that they got torched last week, 
by the Bengals. But until then, they've been playing really well. That Bengals team, it, you know, with the way that they spread it out, unique challenge for this Kansas City defense. Guess what you're not going to have to face? A spread out offense with Drew Locke under quarterback. So uh, I, I am with you. I think that the Chiefs can blow them out in this one. Ten and a half, probably a little too rich for my blood. Ultimately, I'll probably stay away. But I do like the under 45, and I do like Denver under 16 and a half as a team total bet. Yeah, I like the the team total angle mainly because of what you said, man. Drew Locke, and we don't know what we're going to get out of this Denver offense here. Javante Williams is, is looking like he's going to be questionable. He's banged up. Melvin Gordon has been banged up for weeks. So if they don't have that run game behind Drew Locke, good luck, man. He's just going to be throwing the ball all over the place, probably to the KC defense. So, yeah, I don't see them getting 16 and a half points. So, yeah, I think that that's probably the angle I'm probably looking into or most interested in, at least initially. Let me say this about uh, Denver before we move on to the next game. That team does not need to fire Vic Fangio. And I'm not a big Fangio no. fan, but... Their defense has been great. I mean, they got rid of Von Miller, and their defense yeah. has been pretty good throughout the rest of the season. If they find any sort of quarterback, it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be Rodgers. If you get Watson, Wilson, anyone, even like yeah. Kirk Cousins there, that team is awesome, especially with the new OC. You can't bring back yeah. Shermer. He's trash. No, you gotta no. get he's, rid he's of too him. Old, too old school. Yeah. I mean, just running the ball, you know, always on first down, like not much creativity in the playbook. And with weapons like that, like you gotta get the balls in the playmaker's hands. So I agree with you. Pat Shermer's gotta go. Uh Fangio, though, I think he's a he's a guy that you want to keep around. Just find a way. I know Denver ever since Peyton Manning and always with John Elway. You can't find a quarterback. Never. It's okay. <laughs> There's a lot that are going to be available. Just don't mess it up this offseason. You, you, you're you going to have opportunities to go get a really nice quarterback into Denver. All right. Let's move on. Sunday night or Saturday night football. That's going to be weird. Uh, Dallas minus six and a half at the Eagles. Your birds over under 43. Philly's got all the runner right now. Jalen Hurts almost got taken out at Washington last week. Jesus. Want to <laughs> preserve him for the playoffs. You guys already have the game locked up. Dallas is still playing for stuff. They could be the two seed, the three seed, therefore, right now. Seems like, regardless of what they do, honestly, as long as everybody takes care of business, they're going to play Arizona in Dallas again, which will be an interesting game. Um, my initial leans towards Dallas here. There's just no reason for the Eagles to play in this game. Get. Have everybody get Rona this week and then come back next week strong. You guys are going to be on the road. I don't know why you would force it. I know you want to beat Dallas badly, but yeah, my lean is towards uh, the Cowboys, even without Michael Parsons. Uh, yeah. Probably won't lay the yeah. six and a half, but as a teaser piece, just to win, I'll probably go there. Yeah, this one's a this one's probably a stay away from me, mainly because I'm a Birds fan, and honestly, I just I don't know that I want to bet on Garner Minshew in this spot right now. Like the one thing that's working for the Dallas Cowboys is Dak's success in the division. He's 22 and eight against the spread um, against divisional opponents where he leaves the division and he's complete trash 25, 30 and two. So this kind of plays into the Dallas's favor here. The, the line opened up at three and a half. It's now moved to six and a half C seven at some books. So I, I don't know that, you know, with the Eagles going through so much COVID, and I love the strategy, you know, if this was planned, you know, maybe because they're, they're, they're already in the playoffs that, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Maybe you rest your stars a little bit. You're going in a divisional matchup and who knows, they might see Dallas the week after that. So at sure. this point, to me, I think it's a nice, it's a nice strategic move. Rest your starters. Dallas is probably going to win this game anyway. Um, seven points. I don't know. I mean, I, I got to look again. I got—I don't know what Minshew's contract is, but if he balls out, I'm sure he would find some suitors, at least on the trade market, right? So we've seen Nick Foles get sold for a lot more um, than what Minshew has. So, you know, I, I want to be surprised if he's actually going to play pretty well here. But seven points. Initially, I got to lean Dallas here just because the Eagles aren't going to have any of their main you know, starters on the field. Worth noting that 59% of the bets and 86% of the money is on the Cowboys, of course, that with accounts for being at three and a half, four or whatever, whatever. So um, yeah, Cowboys is a teaser piece, initial lean here. All right, let's go over to Sunday morning. First game on the board, Packers minus three and a half at the Detroit Lions over under 45. I don't know why Rodgers would play in this game. Uh, he hasn't outright said that he won't, um, but I anticipate that he will not. If he does play, it'll be for a series, maybe two. Same as Devontae. Just uh, make sure that the... Uh, the old gears are oiled up and ready to go for the playoffs. 
But other than that, I don't know why they're going to play in here. Uh, Detroit has nothing to play for, but they have had nothing to play for all season. They continue to fight their ass <laughs> off for Dan Campbell. Uh, I don't necessarily have an initial read here. I think that the under 45 is probably good if they're rolling with Jordan Love and they're just going to run, I don't know, uh, who Patrick Taylor is their third running back there. I assume that he's going <laughs> to yeah. get a lot of burn. Uh, I don't know what Detroit's playing for at all. Plus three and a half. A little interesting if Green Bay just completely gives up. But uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, this one opened up, uh, not surprisingly, minus 11 to the Packers. But I mean, I think that that was probably before some playoff implications here. Um, 84% of the sharp money is on the Detroit Lions. But so the fact that the sharps are hammering the Detroit Lions, I, I'm got you got to figure Aaron Rodgers is only going to play a few series here. I got to, but I was, I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, do you think, how much do you think week 18 will impact his chances of getting MVP? Because that could be a little bit more incentive to play, but like, I don't, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is clearly playing for another Super Bowl at this point. The yeah. Packers, I think, um, if you're looking at applied probability, they have the best odds to win the Super Bowl right now. They're edging out the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's like 20% to the, the Packers, 16% to the Chiefs. So, they're playing the long game. I don't expect to see them at full strength at all. All their main stars are going to play. Maybe we see AJ Dillon even sit out there and see Patrick Taylor. So expect a lot of Alan Lazard. Is that enough to still beat the Detroit Lions? Uh, probably, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one's probably a stay away from me just because uh, we haven't really seen too much of the Packers without their main guys out there. And we know Dan Campbell loves just loves to play hard to the to the end of the whistle and. Uh, Looks like they're going to do that yet again here. There is no reason for either of these two teams to win this game, even play in this game. There's even no play benefit. competitively in it. Just There's go no out benefit. there. <laughs> just three three and outs and punt. Just get yeah. out of here as quickly as possible. Absolutely no benefit. Green Bay already has it locked up. Detroit, you want to keep that number two or number one. you got to preserve uh, that, that, that draft it, capital for sure. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, a little dicey to bet on that. Um, in terms of the Rodgers thing, no, I don't think that anything that happens in week 18 is going to affect the status. Why would it? They already clinched the number one seed. Uh, from my perspective, he's going to be nearly unanimous as an MVP. The odds do not suggest that. I have continually bet this uh, starting two weeks ago. Uh, I got it as low as 145. I bet it at 160, 180, 210. Uh, he's now, I don't know what it is, 400, 600, something like that. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really matter. I. But if statistically he has not had the best season of any quarterback, but given what they've done on the field with him in the game, uh, I believe they're 13 and two with him and we can throw out week one because it was a disaster. People don't yeah. like him off the field. He's an asshole. He's unvaccinated, whatever, dude. He's been the best quarterback in the NFL this season. The guy is the MVP of the league. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So yeah, there are going to be some writers who think he's an asshole who don't want to vote for him. Like the guy that came out today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay, fine. He's still going to win the MVP. I don't think that Week 18 matters at all. All right, let's move on to the next one. Indianapolis, minus 15 at Jacksonville, over under 44. Indy has not won a game in Jacksonville since. Do you know when? Oh, man. Sheesh. Uh, I'm going to go 2016. 2014. Indianapolis wow. has not won a game in Jacksonville <laughs> since 2014. Uh, that includes last year when the one in 15 Jaguars beat the Colts in week one for their one win of the entire season. Um, I anticipate that the Colts will win this game. It is a win and in for them. However, that plus 15 is a little spicy. I think that this is going to be one of my gross bets of the week. Give me Jacksonville plus 15. I know that their run game or their run stopping is horrendous. Jonathan Taylor should have 50 carries in this game. The, the cynic in me really wants really, wants really wants Indianapolis to lose so that the Chargers and Raiders have to figure out how they tie so they both make the playoffs. That is my favorite scenario of Week 18. I hope that it happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I'll i take Jacksonville plus 15. I'm not going to roll with the Colts minus 15. Over under 44, kind of lean towards the under there. I think it'll be a low-scoring, slow game. Colts try to preserve all their guys because they could make a Super Bowl run with this team. Um, but also try to beat the uh, Jaguars. What do you think? Yeah, I think this probably worked out the best way possible for the Indianapolis Colts here, having to face the Jags in the final game of the season to determine their their fate for the playoffs. And uh, I usually tail at least one of your gross bets a week. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the one at 15 and a half, man. That does sound like a lot. I have one better <laughs> later. I have one better. <laughs> 
Oh man. So yeah, I don't, uh, man, this is like a, it's gotta be a stay away from me for now, man. I just, I don't know where Jacksonville is going to come up with the points, you know, like we yeah. know how good the Indianapolis Colts defense is. And I could easily see them just turn, turn, turn around Carson Wentz, hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, let him rush for 200 yards, three touchdowns. And Jacksonville doesn't even see the freaking, they don't even see the field. They're just going to run them off. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, what does Jacksonville have to play for? They just like the Detroit Lions, man. They want that 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 draft pick, even though they had you know number one pick last year and didn't really work out too well. But you know, you got to stack up these these chips here. And if you're if you're this bad, you're only playing for the draft. So at this point, I don't see them wanting to play this game at, at all. So I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to get behind them, but I could see the angle for it. So maybe I'll tell you. I'll, I'm gonna think on it. We'll see. Just a little, come on, a little fifty bucks on uh, Jacksonville plus fifteen. It's pretty damn gross, though. That that's that's uh that's pretty pretty gross. I mean, in celebration of a year full of gross bets, come on, you want to <laughs> do Jacksonville one more time with me? Come on. <laughs> it definitely cashed last time, so you're not you're not you're not you're not totally out of whack here. I, I feel All right, like let's go to another game. another gross game. Washington minus seven at the Giants over under thirty seven and a half. Giants. Perhaps the worst team in football. Just decided last week they don't care about winning at all. Uh, they were behind by 29 points and passed Run on the ball. Ran the crap out of the ball. I think they passed on 29% of uh total downs. That is um not how you win football in 2022. Uh so excellent job by them on not caring about football. And then Joe Judge going on an all-time rant afterwards about God knows what. I didn't didn't even bother listening to it. Uh <laughs> He's a disaster of a coach. I don't know how he was in the Belichick system for so long. Right. That was an embarrassment. Uh, give me Washington minus seven in this game, especially as a teaser piece down to one. I think that they, they're just a pride team, right? They're kind of like Rivera's a, like a better actual coach version of Dan Campbell. He always gets guys up. He's all about heart. His teams always fight for him. I think that it's minus seven. It's a good bet. Uh, I kind of lean towards the over 37 and a half here. I don't expect the Giants to complete to be like as bad as last week so i'll lean towards the over 37 and a half but definitely washington minus seven and uh the teaser piece yeah i'm taking washington here i thought that they played the eagles pretty well last week and uh you know we're i don't know jake from jake from state farm mike yeah. glennon it doesn't freaking matter man these guys are just bums 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 i can't get behind it at all i don't even know what saquon i, I feel bad for saquon at this point you know what i'm saying he's got to run behind that shitty line and just horrible quarterback play. The defense, they showed up for over the last few weeks, but they just mailed it in last week. So I got to back Washington here, even though Taylor Heineke, there's a there's a chance that he may not even make it through the whole game. I think Ron Rivera was talking about potentially getting Kyle Allen in the game. So mm -hmm. that might give a slight, maybe that's a slight lean to the Giants if we got to see a different quarterback. But ultimately, I, I see Washington just putting it on them like there, there's i don't have any faith in the giants at this time um yeah they're bad real bad 70 percent of the bets 97 percent of the money is on the football team who's announcing their new name on uh february 2nd don't know what that's gonna be but i'm sure it'll be a disaster i can't wait to see what <laughs> i can't I wait think, to see I, what i don't think the football team can be anything not they can't be anything but a disaster until dan snyder leaves right like they I had the waiting. whole I was oh, gonna go say like it. they had the whole thing with the end of the game and Franklin J Jalen Hurts is having to ha send a follow up email to request you know the safety of the uh, the facility. It's it's ridiculous, man. This whole franchise is a joke at this point. I am waiting for whatever report is going to drop on February first because it's going to be <laughs> damning. And they're like, oh, here's our new name. You talk about that. Don't talk about the fact that you know whatever the hell was happening in Washington. Hundred percent. You know, you know they had to play into it because Dan Slater, man, he's in the good old boys club, man. You know that they're they're plotting and planning all the types of things to make sure they could spin that narrative at the right time, just in case that uh, the news drops. Because I mean, Gruden had his Gruden's coming for him, man. Gruden's oh, still yeah. pissed off about that. Let's not forget that. I'm, you know, Gruden said some dumbass shit. But I'm Team Gruden in that battle. I want to see you take yeah. out Dan Snyder. Dan, Throw Dan everything Snyder's you got a whole type of different asshole, man. Like I worked for the Redskins after the the football team after college, and uh, the whole department that I worked with, they are they were all gone within two years because the environment was such a shitty culture. So yeah, I'm not surprised, man. This that guy's Ooh. a piece of shit.
Yikes. Uh, that's interesting. We've got to talk about that more at some point. <laughs> nice tangent there. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll be an off-season podcast for us. Uh, but before we go on to the next game, I wanted to ask you really quickly about what do you think the Giants should do with Saquon? So Gettleman's going to be out most likely. It looks yeah. like Judge is going to stay. From my perspective, they have no option but to trade him, especially going yeah. into his fifth year. They have to extend his contract. Do you agree with that? I mean, at this point, you traded all of the pieces pretty much from, you know, what was the best version of the New York Giants? You know, Odell was gone. I and mean, Daniel Jones is the only thing you have left at this point. And I don't know that we're saying much. It's not. And I don't, but I also don't think that he's given a fair, sh- a fair shot. His offensive mm-hmm. line has been dog shit. He's like playing like, you know, it's like the days of, uh, uh, who was it before? Um, Der- David Carr. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, for the uh, Houston Texans. Dude never yeah. had a shot in the league because his offensive line was so bad and he's had to use his wheels, but I don't know how long that's going to let up. You know what I mean? So I think if the Giants are trying to be competitive, trade Saquon, get whatever value you can. He still has some value in there. I think we, I mean, we saw him the last couple of weeks. He's definitely looks like he's got a little bit of juice. If he just has some blockers, man, like I feel like we could actually see something with Saquon. So yeah, I would get all the maximize all the trade value you can right now. Cause you're not gonna be able to sell them after next year especially with this line coming back more bad QB play. Not, it's not going to end up well for him. My dream for Saquon is Buffalo gets knocked out of the playoffs. They trade a second round pick for Saquon second or third round pick. I'm not sure what the value is, but yeah, I think that Saquon and that offense coming out of the backfield with his hands and his running ability. uh, I think that would be an absolutely dynamic uh, addition for the uh, Buffalo bills. He's going to have suitors, man. Like it shouldn't take more than a, a second round pick to get Saquon in this market, you got to feel like. Because I mean, running backs, they're yeah. they're pretty disposable, right? And his contract isn't egregious. So, you know, whatever he if he has to resign, he does a franchise tag, whatever, it's not gonna be it's not gonna cost that much money to get that value. So uh, yeah, I would definitely be in the market for Saquon for sure. All right, let's move on to the next morning game on Sunday. Chicago plus three and a half at Minnesota, over under 44 and a half. Looks like Kirk Cousins is gonna be starting in this game. Morning slate, you know what to do. Bet on Kirk Cousins. I already bet this in minus two and a half. I bet at three, three and a half. A little dicier, but I still think that they're going to come out uh, playing well. Chicago has played above its head the last two weeks. So I'll take Minnesota all day at uh, probably up to four, maybe four and a half. Yeah, it looks like the Sharps agree with you, man. They're they're uh, definitely uh, moving this line down. Opened up at five and a half to the Vikings. Now it's down to three and a half. So um interesting though like i i gotta feel like this is going to be i don't know that this game is going to save either mike zimmer or matt Nagy's job like this is pretty much the battle of the people that are most likely to get fired after the season's over well, uh, Nagy's Nagy's done Nagy's been Nagy's, yeah right. he's yeah. done zimmer i i'm not sure what they should get rid of zimmer i think that they need they to bring should. in some new life there but yeah He's also a good coach. It's just like he's so um, – he's just not aggressive enough for the style no. of offense, the playmakers that they have. They need to go out and – go actually... down the field, like, exactly. at all. And, like, I think, you know, right now he's probably a guy that I could see easily being a defensive coordinator for a really good squad. Um, He'd be an awesome that, one. Yeah. I mean, he was before. Butter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the Vikings here just because I don't know what to really expect out of the Bears here. Their offense is just sputtering along. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback. Uh, the Vikings are just a better team, and I think that they've shown that throughout the season. Um, they play up, and I think it's a nice way to go out. Kirk Cousins, you know, Justin Jefferson probably has some incentives that he needs to get. So, yeah, I think the, I think the Vikings will be just fine here. Worth noting that Chicago looks like they're going to start Justin Fields in this game, Gross. Uh, which I All think right. is a downgrade from Nick Foles in terms of the spread. Uh, and yeah. probably an upgrade from Andy Dalton, though maybe I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah. All right, next game on the board, the battle of the backup quarterbacks, Cincinnati plus six at the Cleveland Browns over under is 38 and a half. Uh, this is Brandon Allen versus Case Keenum. I want no part of this. It looks like the Bengals have no, I mean, they do have a reason to play, but like not really. Uh, looks like Jamar Chase is only going to play a little bit in this one. Browns have nothing to play for either. Don't have a, a real opinion on this. I assume that the Browns will probably pull this out given the fact that Brandon Allen stinks, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I'm kind of going to stay away from both sides of this game. Yeah. I think this opened up as the, what the Bengals were, uh, what Bengals were three were point pl- favorites. I see plus one is an open. 
Okay, plus one is an open, and now they're they're six point dogs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of movement for Joe Burrow. Um, certainly significant, and Joe Mixon also has COVID, so you know you're missing you're missing your offense here. And if Jamar Chase is only going to play a handful of uh, downs, you're really going to be leaning on your defense. Case Keenan was a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield when he was playing, and that's not even a hot take. It just is what it is. So, you know, at this point, I I tend to lean with you. I think it's probably a stay away. Part of me wants to bet on the Bengals just because the the Browns are dumpster fire right now. Um, Decide. I mean, they mailed it in last week, too, right? They could have easily ran the ball with Nick Chubb, and they were like, "Mm, no, we'll preserve you for next season. It's probably for the best. So if they're going to go, if they did that in week 17, what makes me think that they're not going to do that week 18? They don't have anything to play for at this point. Uh, I, if I'm going to make a lead, it'll probably be on the Bengals, but likely a stay away just with two garbage backup quarterbacks. If that number gets up to seven, I will definitely be on the Bengals, but right now, just no value yeah. on the six for me. Agreed. All right, uh, next game on the board, Tennessee Titans looking up, looking to clinch the number one seed in the AFC, improbably. Uh, Derrick Henry returned to practice. Doubt he'll come back for this game, but looks like he's going to be back for the playoffs. Uh, heading to Houston, take on the Texans, plus 10.5, over under 43 points. I know exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. You were supposed to bet on the Houston Texans. Tennessee needs to win and in for the number one seed. They are not going to have Derrick Henry back. They're coming off a massive win. We made a lot of money betting the Tennessee Titans last week. Ten and a half, way too many points. This Houston team, not great on offense, not great on defense, but they also don't make a ton of mistakes. They stay in games, especially here of late. I like that plus ten and a half a lot. Man, since uh, Houston, four and three as home dogs. They are three and two against the spread in divisional games. They played very well against the Titans earlier in this season. I like Houston here. It's a gross bet, but you know, Derrick Henry isn't back yet. As we said in the uh, Titans offense, it's getting better, but it's still not there yet. So uh, the way Houston's been playing up the last few weeks, um, I- I'm going to back him here. 10 and a half. That's too many points for a divisional matchup, especially on uh, the Titans traveling there. Um, I like Houston. So thus far, I have said that I want to bet on Jacksonville and Houston, <laughs> and neither of those is my gross bet of the week. It's about to get spicy, my friends. Uh, you know what? Let's do it right now. New Orleans Saints minus four and a half at the Atlanta Falcons, over under 39 and a half. Saints need to win to get in to the playoffs and have San Francisco lose. Guess what? New Orleans, you're losing outright. Atlanta plus four mm. and a half. Give me that money line plus 180. That is my stinky, gross bet of the week. It's stinky, but, I mean, Atlanta won the first matchup outright, right? They 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 were six-and-a-half-point dogs um, away, beat beat the Saints on their home turf, 127-25. Matt Ryan, he pretty much blew the game for the Falcons last week, getting that stupid personal foul at the goal line after scoring a touchdown. I think he remembers that. Matty Ice is one of them gamer type dudes that like he just gets pissed off when he plays. And I think he's probably has a little chip on his shoulder, one knowing that he has he holds the keys to the, the Saints potentially making the playoffs here. Now the Saints still need some help, you know, on the 49ers side, but uh I'm not I don't think it's that gross. I actually think that the Jacksonville Houston angles are way gross, way more gross. Okay. But but I but I, I I see the grossness in it. It has grossness potential. But uh, being that Atlanta played so well against them the first matchup, and we haven't seen anything out of this Saints offense, man. It is atrocious. Even really like bad. with Alvin Kamara, like he's just not playing. Uh, and maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that things go with Taysom Hill. But um, yeah, there's just not. They're just not making explosive plays. And uh, Atlanta, they can they can play this team. They've already done it. So uh, I'm not I'm not mad at that. Four and a half. I, I see that for the Falcons. All right. I, I thought it was grosser because I hate betting on the Falcons, but that's okay. Yeah, it is it uh, is pretty gross betting on the Falcons. I, I'm not going to lie. It is. But. And then and then I go up and look at the DVO st- DVOA stats, and they're the worst team in the NFL, despite the fact that <laughs> they're, they're like, what are they, seven and nine or whatever? It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> all right. Game that we have already talked about offline. I know that you've already bet it. Pittsburgh plus five at Baltimore over under 41 and a half. Like the Steelers in this one. Give me your angle on it. My angle, man, I think we're going to ride out. This is the Kobe moment for Mr. Roethlisberger. He looked awful. <laughs> like, awful. God awful. So bad. So bad. <laughs> How do you throw 40 times and only amass 100 yards, man? Like, that's uh, that's new territory of gross. But uh, this defense, man, I think uh, T.J. Watt is definitely playing for Defensive Player of the Year right now. 
We don't know that Lamar is going to play or not. I don't think it matters. I think that the Baltimore Ravens have already resigned to the fact that this season is over. Uh, Tyler Huntley is playing for the bag. You know, he could be a free agent and someone that definitely is going to be highly coveted by the way he's been playing. But I think this is a Steelers matchup, man. These teams always play each other really close. I grabbed this one as soon as Monday Night Football was over at four and a half. Unfortunately, it's moved to five and a half. So I think you're still in good money here with the Steelers being um, underdogs. But on the road, Tomlin, hey, man. I'm riding with it. This is Big Ben's final final outing here. I think that they're going to figure out a way to do it. And if they're smart, they'll run the ball with Najee Harris because that guy is an absolute monster. Definitely going to be prioritizing him in fantasy drafts next year. Um, love the young legs. The dude is a beast. He didn't even have an offensive line. He still did this, this, this level of production. So I think they're going to figure out a way to win this game. Secure Big Ben having a, a positive um, over 500 record for every year of his career. Uh, I think that they go out on top here. So I'm with you, mostly because you texted me on either Monday or Tuesday. You're like, I bet I bet Pittsburgh. It's the only bet I've made so far. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna join this one. Uh we actually talked about we talked about this earlier in the year. Every single game between these two teams is within a Close. field goal. So, so yeah. you're giving me five in a game that theoretically both need to win to potentially have a shot at the playoffs. Baltimore yeah. has two percent right now, Pittsburgh has five percent. They need yeah. a lot of things to go right for them, but they're both motivated. Plus five, way too many points. Absolutely too way too many points. Uh, and I agree that Baltimore has quit more on the year than Pittsburgh has. I'm excited to see both of these teams next year because I love both coaches so much. Uh, yeah, maybe they'll help a little healthier, a little different quarterback situation. Uh, interesting stat that I heard today on Ben Roethlisberger that it's just made me laugh, so I'm going to share it. <laughs> so there have been 24 times this year that they've been on third down where he's had an uh, A dot of a yard and less. Okay? Jesus. That is the most in the NFL by nine throws. Do you want to know what their conversion record is on those third downs? It is one of 24. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so they, bad. They need to get rid of Roethlisberger in the worst way possible. It is unbelievable. His his cliff, I mean, he might have fell off more quicker than, I mean, Peyton Manning had a noodle arm by the end of it, but at least he went out with a Super Bowl. And he, he was still, like, making plays at Demarius Thomas. This dude yeah. literally cannot throw the ball beyond like seven yards. And he doesn't. They know that. That's why they run screens every every freaking play. That's the, crazy. The funny part is Big, Big Ben's arm is better than Peyton's at the end. But Peyton, right. would, throw, Peyton would throw everything three seconds early, and it would just right. noodle its ass there and right. work. Right, just wobble its way ben, there. Ben's just like, it's like hot potato. It's unbelievable. I'm glad that I don't have to watch it anymore, to be honest with you. Oh, Having fantasy yeah, wide receivers yeah. with Big Ben the last year has been – a nightmare. Man, Deontay Johnson was supposed to be one of the best PPR wide receivers this season, and he just he just tanked because Ben can't throw the ball, and who knows about Chase Claypool. I'm, I'm just really curious to see what that uh, Pittsburgh uh, quarterback situation is going to be. It ain't going to be Mason Rudolph. We know that, but no. uh, uh, I wonder what they're going to do there. I do not know, but if I were a quarterback, I would be trying to get to Pittsburgh. One, fans are awesome. Great place to play. Tomlin is a great coach. Those weapons, I, I got mean, weapons. I, I assume that Juju won't be back, no. but you still have Deontay and Claypool and Najee and and uh, Patty Daddy Fryermuth yeah. is great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you have to play behind an offensive line. Maybe you need a more mobile quarterback, but uh, I, I like the weapons there, and I love the idea of playing in Pittsburgh. Same. All right, uh, next game on the board: Jets plus sixteen at Buffalo, over under forty one. Buffalo needs a win to clinch up the division. Uh, they can move as high as, I believe, second. But right now, they're the number four seed in the AFC. Jets, we've seen them be feisty. Zach Wilson played well last week against Tampa Bay. That being said, I think this is a Buffalo smash spot. We know how they are against bad teams. They have a reason to win this game. 16, pricey. What I really like is the first half here, which hasn't come out yet, but I assume it'll be like nine and a half. Anything under 10, even 10 in this game for first half, I absolutely love. Um, yeah, that's my angle on this one. Ah, uh, man, you, you, this is the rarity where you see 99% of the Sharps on a side here, and they are on Buffalo. They are on Buffalo a lot. This opened up 17, hasn't really moved much. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I bet against the uh, Jets last week, and then fucking that didn't work out. Uh, I didn't, wasn't expecting an A-B meltdown there uh, in the middle of the game. But uh, Oh, my God. I got to feel like this is the buy. This is the, the sell high moment for the Jets, right? Like 16 points. The Bills can clinch here. Um, 
seeding wise, they're already in, obviously, but I think this is the claim the uh the division over the the Patriots here. So 16 point 16 and a half points. I'm comfortable with it. Buffalo just blow them out. And I think Stefan Diggs has quite a bit of money on the line here, like multiple couple a couple million dollars. So I think we would I shouldn't be surprised to see uh Josh Allen just peppering him with targets. So yeah, let's see how this shakes out. But yeah, I don't I'm betting against the Jets again, man. I'm not losing this two times, two times in a row. Love it. All right. Next game on the board, San Francisco plus four and a half at the Rams over under 44 and a half. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. Uh, so I, I'm leaning towards the four and a half. Rams need to win to get the number two seed. Lock that up. San Francisco needs to win and they're in. If not, they have to wait for New Orleans to potentially lose. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they may already know that. No, they won't. They're playing at the same time. I take it back. The bet that I really love in this game, San Francisco plus three and Moneyline first half. Here's why. The Rams have the fifth worst passing offense in the NFL in the first half this season. They have been down in so many games and had to fight their way back. Couple that with the fact that Shanahan absolutely owns Sean McVay in all of these matchups and San Francisco always beats the Rams. I have to love that first half plus three. I think that San Francisco, I don't care who the quarterback is. I think they get off to a hot start in that plus three first half. Absolutely. Yeah, this is an interesting game, man. This is really, I mean, this is this, the Niners season here and we're not, I don't think we're going to see Garoppolo. It's going to be a Trey Lance game. And um, I think he got it together uh, as, ish, a, as a game ish. we're on ish, you know, ish. Uh, he did find Brandon Ayuk, but uh, Debo, Debo was not Debo. Uh, that we've seen and George Kittle also was not. So man, this, this is going to be a tough game, man. I I lean towards the Rams here. I just feel like eventually their offense is going to kick it up, uh, kick it into high gear. Stafford has not looked good um, over the past several of weeks. And um, you know, this has really been Sony Michelle's show. If he was, if he wasn't as good as he's been, I don't think that this, the Rams would be anywhere near as successful as they've been over the last few games. So Oh, man, this is going to be a tough game because, you know, the Niners are definitely going to be coming prepared. And as you said, Kyle Shanahan definitely has uh, McVay's uh, got the edge on McVay. So I'm going to lean towards the Rams here just because I don't know what I'm going to get out of Trey Lance. I don't know that he's ready yet. Fair enough. He didn't look ready in the first half. He looked better in the second half. Uh, Over 44 in this game or, or sorry, over 44 and a half in this game. I really like a lot. Given the way that San Francisco's defense has played, especially their cornerbacks who are really terrible, uh, I could see Stafford throwing for a lot, especially like I talked about in the second half. Maybe if they're behind a little bit, I think that they'll score some points. And this San Francisco run game, the way that you beat the Rams, outside zone runs, exactly what San Francisco wants to do. I think they'll be very successful on the ground uh, and score some points. So over 44 and a half, like that angle also. Next game on the board, Panthers plus eight at Tampa Bay, over under 41 and a half. I'm going with the Panthers here, plus eight. Very specific reason. Very specific reason. This number is leaning me towards the fact that Tom Brady is going to be sitting for this game, and he will not play. Okay. I do not think that they need to risk any more injuries, given the situation on offense. Uh, I think that this line is going to come crashing down at some point. Brady not going to play. Carolina, I mean, they're terrible, but without Tom Brady, are they eight points worse? No. So I'll take Carolina plus eight here. Yeah, this opened up at minus 16 to the Bucks, And, uh, man, that's been hammered down to minus 7.5. of the sharp money, though, is on the Bucks. Uh, who's the Bucks backup? Blaine Gabbert? Blaine Gabbert. And then I think, I believe, maybe Josh Rosen also. Oh, God. Josh Rosen. He still has a job? How's that possible? I, I think he's the third quarterback for Tampa Bay. He's so bad. He's so bad. Um. Ooh man, you're taking the Panthers, Sam Darnold, really? Ooh, uh, maybe Ooh, this that, is the grossest bet of the week. That I might did be it. the gross. That it. might be the grossest, man. Ugh, I did it. Gross. Like he's just ruining DJ Moore's career. That's what we need. We did DJ Moore get him in the hell out of the Panthers too, man. Unless you get to Sean Watson, then I'm like, all right, cool, he can chill. But man, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this one if Tom Brady's not playing. But if I'm staying away, that means I kind of probably got to lean towards the Panthers. So maybe that's the gross bet that I might back. Yeah, let me mull that one over. I have no lean on this one. That that this is just a disgusting divisional matchup. Um, that I yeah, this is hard to get a read just because the Panthers have been playing quarterback carousel and we don't know what's up with the Bucks. 
if there's going to be any AB fallout, what that's going to look like. It doesn't look like I think they moved on, but uh, you know, they are without another wide receiver. So we're going to see these, you know, the Graysons of the world, um, maybe Darden, you know, Ty Johnson's type to step, step uh, not Ty Johnson, um, Tyler Johnson step yeah. up here. So that's not the same Bucks team. So interesting play here. Brashad Perryman season. <laughs> Brashad Perryman. <laughs> Yeah, he he popped off uh, late last season, so you know. Yes, he did. Things have happened. Uh, all right, next game on the board: New England minus six and a half at Miami, over under forty. Patriots can win the AFC East again if uh, they win and Buffalo loses. I don't think that Buffalo is losing to the Jets, as we talked about. Patriots in that case, pretty much locked into the number five seed in the AFC. We'll see who they play. Uh, I am leaning towards a situation in which. The Miami Dolphins always beat the New England Patriots in Miami for some for some reason. It doesn't matter how good New England is and how bad Miami is. They somehow get it done. Flores seems like a type of coach that is absolutely going to try and bring it to his former uh, head coach and boss. Give me six and a half for Miami. I don't mind that Patriots is a teaser piece just to win the game outright. But uh, I think Miami is going to be feisty in this one. So give me six and a half. Yeah, Miami's won. Uh, Miami has covered in three of their last four against uh, the New England Patriots. So, you know, the Miami Dolphins don't have much to play for right here. Uh, I think it's just really to just beat the Patriots, and everyone loves to beat the Patriots. So, um, yeah, my gut tells me to take the uh, the points with Miami here. Um, oof. Or maybe I'll take the – I could also see the, the New England Patriots as a teaser piece, tease them down, and then make it a pick them. Uh, probably lean towards that over picking the Dolphins, just because even though they've had a lot of success against the the, the Patriots, I think the Patriots with a little bit more motivation to play here, um, I think that that's going to probably propel them uh, to where they need to go. So uh, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate Miami, but uh, I think I'm going to use it as a teaser piece instead. Yeah, I think that my concern with the Miami thing is obviously Tua. Uh, and we saw what happened last week. If there's any sort of weather just the tiny hands to it comes out fumbling <laughs> all over the place. It's not great. And you talk about tiny the Patriots, you talk, you talk about the Patriots, uh, you know, they're really great. Bel- Belichick always at taking away what you do best. best players. Yeah. All right. So what Miami does what best it, offense, <laughs> offensively. I'm, I'm actually curious. Like I'm asking the question, what, what does Miami's they're, offense do? They're like? a really, really efficient RPO team. And they, mm. they are really efficient throwing the ball within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. So I assume the Bills just going to let Waddle run as deep as he wants to because he knows the tiny hands too ain't getting it down there. They're going (laughs) to bracket it in the first 15 yards. So that's my concern in this game for Miami, but I just think that they they play so hard against New England every time. And Flores just always has his guys ready to go. I think that defense will play really well. Under a 40, very interesting. I could see this being a very low-scoring game. All depending on how Miami deals with the New England running game. But Mac Jones... Got to be honest, their passing game does not look right right now. No, it doesn't. Jacoby Myers though finally got a touchdown, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look right. So I don't know. I think that this is going to be a. I'm going to trust in in Belichick. Move them to a pick them uh, to get it done. Wanted to ask you real quick though. You mentioned earlier we were talking about uh, different coaches that came out of the Bill Belichick regime. Yeah. There hasn't actually like you know he came <clears throat> from the Bill Parcells coaching tree, which is like epic, but people haven't really been that successful coming out of his. Yep. Right. You, Bill O'Brien trash, uh, Matt, Romeo, Patricia, Romeo Cornell. I mean, he's a defensive coordinator sure. guy, but like he never had success as a head coach though. Charlie Weiss. Oh God. I'm going back. <laughs> Josh, McDan- that, I mean. Josh McDaniels yeah. flopped, flopped. And now he's back in as an OC again. Flores is probably the best me, one. He, yeah. He doesn't want to see people win. I don't know what it is about. Maybe that's why Tom was out of there. He's like, Oh, it's, it's no one else wins under Belichick. So let me get out of here and go make my own way. Um, he got that Super Bowl, so he needed that. But still, just just something I was just thinking about. I was like, yeah, he doesn't really his coaching tree isn't that elite. No, it is definitely not. It is uh one of the great mysteries. Maybe maybe yeah. it shows how good he is. I think that all <laughs> these guys are good, but they need like they need supervision or they need someone to bounce yeah. their ideas off. They can't do it on their own, which is Right. Fine, you're allowed. You're allowed to do that in life. It's just they don't make great head coaches. He's they just, make great he assistant carry, coaches. He carries dudes. Maybe yeah. his son. Uh, maybe his son will actually work out. I'm just curious how long he'll rock that mullet for. I mean, the mullet and the mouth <laughs> movements. Elite, elite. He has to be a head coach somewhere. Just get him on the screen. Uh, right. <laughs> all right, two more games left on the board. Yeah. Seattle plus seven at Arizona over under forty eight. 
Love the under off the bat in this game, under 48 for sure. Arizona can win the NFC West if the Rams lose this game uh, against the 49ers. So something to play for. Most likely they're slotted into the fifth seed here uh, in the NFC. Seattle, they don't have anything to play for, but they played hard last week, albeit it was against the Lions. So what do I really know? Uh, Lean (laughs) Arizona is a teaser piece, but kind of like Seattle plus seven, just because I think that they'll play hard. Best bet in this one, definitely under 48, though. Yeah, Arizona was uh, five-point dogs in the first matchup this season uh, back in late November. And uh, Arizona beat them 23-13. With Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah, with Colt McCoy. Great point. Um, Arizona coming off a great win against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I got to lean towards the Arizona Cardinals here. I don't know that I love six and a half. Uh, Looks like another teaser opportunity here. With Seattle mailing it in, what is what's Russ's future at this point? Maybe he just has a nice, maybe this is the the going out party for him. DK yeah. Metcalf goes off. Thanks, Tyler Lockett. It's been real, but uh, yeah, ultimately I don't see the win in this game. Arizona has a little bit more to play for, not much seeding, but um, yeah, I, I think I like I think I like the Cardinals here. Um, they're just a the better football team defensively and and offensively. The one thing that I'm concerned about with the Cardinals, I think that last week was a really great matchup for them, and they got a little lucky with how Dallas played that game, to be honest with they you. Did. But if we're Gallup looking at them... ACL yeah. wasn't ideal either. If you're looking at them before, they're still not right, and I don't think that Kyler even looked right, to be honest with you, in that game. The scrambling was great. That Dallas defense is really bad against scrambling quarterbacks. They're just not built to cover it, especially right. on that fast turf. Uh, I don't necessarily know that Arizona's going to have as much success uh in this game offensively so that the plus seven just seems like it's, it's too many points for me it uh does. So, so that's why i'm leaning towards uh seattle there and definitely the under all right sunday night football win and in or potentially the tie and in which is kind of my favorite i hope they just sit in a circle all game uh char- chargers minus three uh at the raiders over under 49 and a half Chargers won this first matchup at a game that i was at that got delayed by lightning which was kind of awesome super uh, random very, very weird game that was. Uh, if Indianapolis loses, both of these teams can make the playoffs in the most epic zero-sum game of all time. Uh, all they have to do is tie. Literally sit on the ball. You can do whatever you want. I'm sure that NBC will be absolutely <laughs> – I mean, you have to pay if, – if there's a tie, if Indianapolis ties and the Chargers Raiders know that they have to tie, should they just put like – I don't know, $50 million at the center of the field and they have to go fight <laughs> over it or something like that. Like what's the motivation to play? There's no reason to play. I yeah. I don't know what the NFL would do in that scenario, uh, which is, actually concerns me a little bit for the Jacksonville bet because I'm sure that the officiating <laughs> of that game is going to go all towards the Colts. There's no way that they want Sunday. They're not going to let, they're not gonna let this happen. Yeah, exactly. So funny. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a little hot take there. Uh, so tr- <laughs> let's assume that Indianapolis wins, which makes this a win and in, which is awesome. Who do you like in this game? Chargers. Uh, I got it back to Chargers here. I think the the Las Vegas Raiders have been very fortunate, have had a lot of luck in in some of their victories here. Coming down to the wire, um, Derek Carr has played very well throughout the course of the season. Um, I I saw a stat the other day that he's like top five in all of the main QB metrics that are out there. So despite all the turmoil that went in through Gruden and Henry Ruggs and all that stuff, they've managed to still somehow – uh, be a competitive uh, and be competitive and also in playoff contention, but the chargers are just too good. Um, they've been inconsistent throughout the season and, you know, Brandon Staley's caught a lot of shit for going forward on fourth down, not kicking field goals and so forth. But um, I think last week, Justin Herbert did not have a good game. Austin Eckler's back. I, I think that they're going to figure out a way to get this done in a divisional matchup. I mean, they, they're winning they're in. So at this point, you know, barring any wild conclusions in the Indianapolis game um, where they'll have to, you know, they'll decide to just sit on the ball and, and tie their way into the playoffs. I got to give the edge to the chargers here in it. Uh, three points. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable laying the points with them. I mean, you said it. the Vegas Raiders have been extremely lucky. They've won three straight, but the wins were, I mean, they beat the Browns team where literally the entire city of Cleveland had coronavirus. <laughs> Then they pull it out. The next, I don't even know who they played in week 16, but they pulled that one out of their ass. And then they get this indie game where Carson Wentz hadn't practiced all week. They look like trash. Uh, very, very weird. But, I mean, props to Derek Carr. Every time he gets the ball, last-minute game-winning drive, he's gotten it, it done, done this season. He gets it he, done. Uh, 
I saw someone on Twitter point out the fact that he needs his own award for the season. Like he's not going to get like comeback player of the year or MVP or any of that, but like it's worth recognizing that he had to go through, he lost his coach. He lost perhaps his best wide receiver and he's leading this team to maybe a playoff appearance. It is a special unique season from him. I don't know what the award is called, but he probably needs a little recognition. The, the leadership award or yeah, uh, something like c- that citizenship award or some shit like that. The, the good guy. You tried hard award. <laughs> the, the Canada award. The good on you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one of those. Um, I, I mean, I'm with you. Go ducks. Herbie. I want to see him in the playoffs. I actually think I was listening to someone else talk about this earlier. The Chargers are a really, really difficult matchup for a lot of teams in the AFC. That is a team that you do not want to see in the playoffs. Uh, I, so the, that person was saying that the Chargers are plus 4,500 right now to win the Super Bowl. Raiders mm. are plus 10,000. No one's scared about the Raiders. Obviously, if they no. make the playoffs, they're, they're going to get trounced. Chargers, little spicy. They play the team that would destroy the Chargers is the Patriots. We've seen that the last two years, but they are really dangerous against Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee. Uh, the Chargers are a really bad matchup for all of those teams. If you can't run the ball every single time, you got issues, especially if you want to spread around and throw it. The Chargers do a really good job in that situation. So uh, I hope that the Chargers win. I believe that they will win. Plus three. I feel like this number is going to end up on the on the number, on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, these mm-hmm. teams always play these really close games. It's kind of like the Baltimore-Pittsburgh uh, situation a little bit. If you go back to last year, they played a great overtime game where I got my all-Oregon game, Herbert versus Mariota, which I sneaky hope happens again on Sunday night. Uh, and then this year, Chargers up 21, nothing at half. And then the Raiders come storming back, make it a game. Great Monday night football game. Uh, I think it'll be close, but I do think ultimately the Chargers are going to get this one done. Just don't give Derek Carr the ball in the last two minutes with a chance to win the game. Exactly. It's over. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see if, if Justin Herbert has this clutch gene, um, even Keenan Allen, you know, he hasn't been in these moments where he's actually had a chance to ball out on a, on a big stage. So I think there's a lot at stake here for the Chargers. Um, whereas like, I feel like everyone on the on the Raiders side of things would be like, well, it was a good season considering, yep. you know, X, Y, Z. So yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the Chargers here. And this line hasn't moved at all. It's opened up a two and a half to the Chargers. It's now minus three. So I, I think you're right. If it's gonna move, a, it's gonna move like a half a point. Get it to the Yeah, I see a th- the, uh, I see a three minus one fifteen on the board right now. So maybe this yeah. gets a three and a half, but I don't I think that every yeah. time it gets to the half, the sharps are gonna pounce on the right. Raiders. All right. That does it for episode 45 of Gambling with Gold. Week 18 betting preview. We will be back on Friday with our week 18 best bets. And we'll be continuing through the rest of the NFL playoffs. You don't think that we're going to give you bets the entire time? We absolutely will. I can guarantee you that. Uh, remember, key phrase, Bad Moon Rising, if you want those Andre Rising things. We have three seven stakes contests and the Peyton Manning and Amari Cooper signed memorabilia items uh, for entering our boost ball and snake draft contest for the NFL playoffs. So until Friday... Good luck. Godspeed. See you later.